You're listening to the Kingdom Flow Podcast. I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Ian Sperry. Now more than ever, we're in a time where Christians need to rise up. Business owners and corporate executives have a great opportunity to capture hearts by living out their faith, holding the line that's being challenged every day. Listen in as we work to uncover ways to help you live your life by design and challenge the norm by breaking down barriers and truly encouraging you to go all in on your faith. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. Let's go. Father, thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for another opportunity um, just to hear from you, to speak to you, um, to speak to the audience and, and allow you to speak through us, Father. Lord, we just we don't take these times lightly. Lord, we honor you today and we invite you in this conversation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, we've been looking forward to this one for a long time. For a while. Okay. We, we've got a great guest. If you're not watching on YouTube, if you're listening, we've got Pastor Jason Robinson in the house from Church of the King here in Katy. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> <Our> pastor. <laughs> so now, anytime up, you hear his reference to Pastor Jason, I'm the you guy. know. So y'all, y'all pray for me, because uh, I have a lot of discipling to do. No, I'm just playing, no. man. So I do have to say this. I, uh, I, I, I was thinking about this earlier when I knew it was coming on, praying about this, and just, uh, just proud of y'all. Proud of both of y'all. Yeah, I know you're grown men, you know, but uh, Kyle, we've known each other two and a half years now, yeah. I'd say something like that. Yeah. And just watching God put something on your heart and the way you go for it, man, it's just so cool. And then uh, Ian, for you guys that don't know, we're family, man. We, not blood family, but deeper than that, spiritual yeah. family since, known each other since you were what? Three, four? Three or four. Five, wow. five years old. And so baby Ian. Yeah, yeah baby, yeah. Baby Ian. Well, you know. It's, <laughs> it's you, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. say the Cajun, draw the baby. No, so, yeah. so our youth group growing up, like we would always go over to the Sperry's house after youth. Oh. And so uh, yeah. they always had things. So I would go over there and he and his brother would be running around little babies and stuff like that. And just watching this man grow into what God's called you to be. I'm just super duper proud of both of you guys. Thank and you. honored to be on here, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, your your hand is all over this podcast and the influence that you've had in both of our lives. And uh, we yeah. couldn't be happier to have you. But before we really get going, yeah. I, I have to tell you this story. Okay. And I had to check with you first, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, we just had baptisms yes. at church this last Sunday. Yes, we did. And uh, it's starting to get warmer out. It is. Lindsay and, and Jack were in attendance because mm-hmm. they had uh, some of Lindsay's friends' kids were there. And, I got you. Um, so as they were watching, they see uh, an elderly woman. She, she got a little overheated and had to take a seat. And uh, was it the fire of God? Or I was think it was the, the glory. <laughs> That's what I think. I think it was the glory. Well, my beloved son, my, my beloved son, Jack, <laughs> looked at Lindsay and said, it's okay. She's not going to die. Pastor Jason will bless her. <laughs> wow. So, so he's got they some th- confidence. They so think now, I'm more power than I have. You're coming in here. You're going to bless the people on this show. <laughs> All right. That's the plan. And, the plan. And, and we're looking forward to it. But um, No, I am as well. We uh, Just to really get into it, mm-hmm. you know, when in, in one of the first few conversations that we had, um, you really unlocked something in me. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think... Um, you you are completely aware. I know we've talked about it, but I don't know. You probably don't remember it as as much as I do. But you know, you were you were essentially calling me up in a good way to to really be okay with being and serving God's kingdom by being a king in His kingdom. Hmm. And we spent some time talking about this on a previous episode. But 
you have a heart to pull men up, especially, you know, we'll single out, especially the high level business owners mm -hmm. and the high level mm -hmm. achievers, uh, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be business owners, but, but guys who, um, who want to contribute, want to serve, but they mm -hmm. feel lost, mm -hmm. you know, they're not great with kids, you know, yeah. they might, they might, point at me? they might, they might have, they, they might not want to serve in the kids ministry and, and change hey, it. I, I, I served it when I needed to, but, but there, there is a level of service that comes along with just generosity and really pouring in, but also really taking a stand and holding the standard and maintaining that standard and, and um, just having an advocate alongside of, of you like that and, and the men around the church. Yeah. Why is that so important to you? What's the, what's the importance of, coming from a pastor's point of view? Yeah. And, and how could you maybe call some other men up as oh, wow. we talk through this conversation. Wow. Everything you just laid is so packed full of stuff. I'm just simply trying to figure out which which layer to go with it, you know? Um, I guess I would say uh, right off the bat that one thing that I did know for sure, for sure is activating the men changes everything. Like when a man runs after God, everybody around the man's going to run after God. We know that in a home, that when the man runs after God, the whole family runs after God. In the church, um, when the Bible talks about the enemy comes in like a flood, but God will raise up a standard against it, I believe that standard is men. Mm. The men are the standard of yeah. that. And so whenever a man is running in his purpose, uh, then you see you see that 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 blocks the the world coming into into so that's what we're seeing in our co country even right now we see men abdicating their their roles in in many different ways and so the standards not being held because men aren't holding yeah. it mm. and what happens in you guys world and in many worlds uh like highly successful uh do doing great things in the business world but have a heart for the kingdom they often don't know their place, especially yeah. in church, you know? And so yeah. a lot of times what they'll end up doing is they'll go outside of the church to start fulfilling the need because they have this need to build, to move the kingdom forward somehow. And so they'll they'll give to some nonprofit organization or they'll try to give some of their, their advice towards that. And I'm like, wait a second, no, no, no. We need that within the church yeah. itself. Yeah. And so whenever a pastor, and a pastor cannot abdicate that to anybody mm. and pastor cannot give somebody else and say hey i need you to raise up the men around us no like because here's the other thing guys like yourself you're used to getting to the man yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. you're used to getting to who's the owner of this whole thing you can't talk to ian about anything it's like i went to this restaurant and i met the owner and yeah. now we're talking about like <laughs> y'all have ways of finding them right and so and so the pastor really does that there's an interesting verse in in the scripture where um where where Jesus uh, was talking with, to Peter and he said, hey, have you caught anything? Hey, throw, throw the net on the other side. And then there, there was another part in scripture where, long story short, but, but they had to pay the temple tax. Mm. And because they had to pay the temple tax, they needed to, uh, so, so Jesus sent Peter off and said, hey, go, fish, go fishing, and he threw a line in. And when he threw a line in, he pulled up a fish and had what, two gold coins in mm. the fish's mouth. And yeah. so when you're fishing for just people, you throw out nets, but then there's, there's a uniqueness in scripture that says when you're looking for, there's kings that are out there, you don't throw nets and get kings, you throw lines mm. and you get kings. And you get that by one-on-one -on -one 
going after men, engaging men. And, you know, it's just been something that's really kind of been around my whole life as well. I've always found myself that I was in rooms and in circles of, people's, of people of power from high school on. I know it sounds weird, yeah. but it's just something that I just graciously thank the Lord that he put on me. I found myself in those those places and found myself in positions to call people up that that uh, needed a bigger purpose than what they were running after. So I don't know if that really answers your question, yeah. but I'm kind of just, I just have a real fire for it. Because here's the deal, God gives, vision sets the future. Leaders help carry that vision into the future, but kings are really the ones that help finance the future and put the fuel behind that. And many great, great kings will have both. They'll be leaders yeah. and and uh, kings. So they'll help finance it, but they'll help say, no, we got to carry this and bring this forward, which what are right. you guys are helping me do in this church? Well, one thing I've learned as I've gone through and just taken a look internally over the years to to try to figure out where are some of these things coming from, these mm-hmm. tendencies, maybe some of these other things that I deal with or have dealt with, um, the question that I keep hearing in my mind is, why, it, why do you think it is that women tend to lead the families more in the faith department? Mm. Why is that? Mm-hmm. I, I've never really mm-hmm. thought about it That's- more so. From, from that level other than, oh yeah, that's a statistic. There's, I don't remember what the percentage is, but. Yeah, I think what happens is uh, men feel insecure in those areas. And so they just let, let the wife run with it is mm. typically what happens. See, as men, this is what we're called to do. We're called to fear God and love and serve our wife. But most men flip it. They love God and fear their wife. Mm. Yeah. when it comes to these areas. And so, oh, whatever she says, I just want peace in my home. So whatever she says and this whole thing. And being the spiritual leader of the of, of the home is a real challenge for some men to grasp. And I, I think if nothing else, I think men, if you grasp this, this will help you, whoever's listening today. Being the spiritual leader of the home doesn't mean you're the most spiritual necessarily. Yeah. You, you don't have to know it all in the home. It means you carry the weight of the spiritual condition of your house. Mm. Like, in other words, it doesn't need to be your wife making sure everybody goes to church. Yeah. You need to be the one making yeah. sure everybody goes to church. It doesn't need to be your wife making the decisions of whether they go to youth camp or their missions trip or they're involved in small group or whatever. No, you're the one helping navigate that with them. You don't have to have it all figured out because as a priest of your home, it it's smart of you as well to know what's your wife better than you at and empower her to do that, right? Yeah. And so my wife's good at all the little detailed things. And so I let her run with that. But whenever it comes to the definition of where this family's going and what we're doing spiritually, that's on me. And gentlemen, that's on you, man. But God wouldn't put you in that if he didn't give you the power to do it. And that's why things like Kingdom Foe Podcast is so important because you guys are helping, you're just showing a picture of what that looks like because many guys don't have that picture. And so I think many guys just kind of step back and they let them, they let them run, they let wives or ladies run with it. Um, but then, you know, it's weird. The ladies will run with it, but then they grow resentful to the man that yeah. they're running with it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Expand. Expand. <laughs> Expand more on that. Because they're carrying the weight of it yeah. and they weren't wired. They weren't wired that way. They weren't called to carry the weight of it. You know, my wife, I've learned my wife, my wife has a strong, our wives are very similar. We've talked a lot about that, Kyle, with our personalities, is she wants a voice Mm -hmm. and she wants to be considered. 
And a lot of times her voice is on point, as you know. I mean, she's usually pretty accurate, you know, on things, but she doesn't want to have to carry it. Yeah. She doesn't want the buck to stop with her, you know, and that's why they get resentful. And so that's why it's weird. I wish you would be the head of the home, but then every time you try to do something, then the wife kind of just runs out ahead and starts doing it. It's like, well, well, you do it then, because you said you wanted me to do it, but then because she has an idea of what it needs to look like, and because you haven't helped define what that looks like, and men, the way you help define what that looks like is, is this. Hey, when it comes to the spiritual temperature of this house, when it comes to the spiritual direction of this family, baby, I got it. Hmm. I got it. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, can you, so since we're on this, on this top topic, yeah. can you break that down for, so we call it the khaki wearing Christian sometimes, okay. right? That's the, the term that we kind of use. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, we're not trying to, you know, degrade anybody or anything like that, sure. but there's, there's a culture of men that, 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 I mean, we actually got an email recently from somebody that said, hey, I've kind of lived this lifestyle, convicted me, Good. right? Um, how, what are some practical steps of, hey, it's been like this for years now. Like, I know my dad's situation, right? Mm-hmm. You know my mom and dad well enough. Mm-hmm. And my dad was that guy for years, for, for a really, really, really long time until um, really not too, too long ago where he stepped up and was like, hey, I need to take more of this role. How do you practically do it for the guy that's... Um, the guy that's sitting there going, what do, how do I do that? Like, I hear you saying I need to take charge. I hear yeah. you saying I need to take that role. Mm-hmm. How, what does that look like? Yeah, good question. Well, we've, good. Had, we've had multiple people multiple um, explain that, mm-hmm. that that's their position right now. And yeah. where do they start? Where, where do they, they start? start? I think the best place to start will be a hard place to start, okay? But the best place to start is before you go to bed, grab your wife's hand mm. and say, hey, let's pray. I think that's... a Great first place to start. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, well, I don't know what to say after that. And so, but guess what? You say, and you know what? Just be honest with your wife. Babe, I'm probably going to butcher this really badly, hmm. but uh, this, is me, this is me trying to, to, to take, do my part. They don't mind you being honest. I wise don't mind us being honest with them, you know? And when they see you're trying... And then, and if we have any ladies listening to the podcast, then I would tell them this. When, if your husband does that, you need to affirm that. Mm. Affirm that. Yeah. Uh, that'll, that'll help a lot. So I think that's the first step in it, you know? I think it's the first. I think the second step is, gentlemen, I'll just make it plain and simple. I, I, I was a Christian before I was a, before I was a pastor, so it's not, are you pro-church? Church, you best believe I'm pro-church, or I wouldn't be giving my life to it because Jesus gave his life to it. But I would say this you be the one who prioritizes church. Like if your wife has to fight the kids and you Mm. to go to church, (laughs) that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. Like, like, no, you need to be the first one that's saying, no, where we're going, where we're going. I think that's a a couple, a couple small places for that. Then the thing, other thing I would say, get in a men's group Mm. at your church, whatever, get in some type of men's group. So you can start to talk and ask questions, you know? Man, it's crazy. I've had six foot five strong, was in the NFL. I had this, pastor, I don't know how to be the leader of my home. Teach me how to be the leader of my home, you know? Mm. I mean, it doesn't matter how big, strong, whatever. You're, it's like, that's intimidating for yeah. some guys. It is, you know? Uh, 
So anyway, it's interesting because guys like yourself uh, and myself, we we have a, a tent, our personality type. Maybe it's a type A thing or whatever. I don't know what it is, you know, that it was kind of like always the way it's been. Now, to be fair, I, I grew up in a home where the male leadership in the home was so solid, I knew what it looked like, Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and Stephanie as well. And so that helped a lot. So we didn't have to fight through a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but I would say first thing, begin to pray with your wife and kids. You be the one to do it. Okay. And then you be the one that says, okay, church is a priority. Listen, I know church is church, but but don't don't get it twisted. I know you don't have to go to church to have a relationship with Jesus, but your kids, your teenagers, they put Jesus, they put having a relationship with God in church together. Yes. They do. Yeah. Now, as they get older and a little bit more mature, they'll understand it's not all that. But they put that together. It's true. And so make sure that's a prior priority for you. And by the way, let them see that serve and let them ser- serve with you do different things like that and and that'll begin to start moving in the right direction i hope that helps a little bit it's well great. there's almost uh, you know i was thinking about that example too where you know uh, a man attempts to to start doing this leading his wife and the wife doesn't fully allow him to do that right you know there there's there's a sense of vulnerability that the man has to take you know mm-hmm. lower his pride i mean both mm-hmm. both roles in the home sure. have to lower the pride mm-hmm. but um you know maybe maybe this is a better question for stephanie but i am curious to hear what you have to say you know how would you coach the ladies in that because yeah. that is that's where it's going to stop mm-hmm. if it's not even going to get off the ground if they if if the man and wife can't figure out how to communicate and be open with each other. Right. It's taken years for Lindsay and I to get to that point. Right. Um, so maybe, maybe speak. let me expound on that too. And and how can you encourage the ladies to encourage the men? Because I think it's a lot of the things that mm-hmm. we yeah. they need is that encouragement to be that without yeah. being. Uh, demanding or overbearing or ridiculing or yeah. does that make sense? Oh yeah. gosh, yes. or, or stripping them of of their man, you know their manliness, right? right. Um, right. So yeah, the, the answer. Right. The- so let me speak to the ladies. I'll speak to the ladies for a second. Um, there's two women on the earth that can make a man feel like Tarzan or destroy him. It's their mama and their wife. Those those their words matter more than anything else. Yeah. So your words are powerful. And there's this weird thing that's out there that 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 people buy into, that ladies in particular, as I've walked through all these years being a pastor and my wife and I working with with, with families, that that ladies are like, well, if I beat him down, then he'll rise up and do the, and do the opposite of what. Hey, well, you're terrible with the kids. 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 Because if I tell them that, then it's eventually be great with the kids. he'll be great with the kids. You know what? You just prophesied over him, yeah. and you've just buried it deep in him. He will always be terrible with his kids. Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah. your words are powerful. They're not going to be like a phoenix and rise from the ashes. Yeah. They're not. And so I would encourage you, ladies, number one, I, I, I would say... Speak words of life. Speak to those things that aren't as though they were. Mm, yeah. Begin to speak that into your so husband. Good. Pray for your husband. And I would say this: uh, don't. Do, I would not downplay being in a church that helps teach that and and foster that helps. and shepherds that, so that you're both sitting under somebody who's not each other. That is that is sharing. This is the way uh, the family is supposed to run. That yeah. is so helpful because then you can you can jump off of that and say, hey, 
on that, this is what we're trying to do. Now, opening up conversation can can be challenging, and that's I'm a big believer in counseling. I'm a yeah, big believer in yeah. third parties and things like that as well, because there were certain things that Stephen and I, we just could not have a conversation about. And and to point out, even if you aren't having marriage issues, right? Oh, that's the best time yeah. to have counseling. No, seriously, yeah. it's the best time to have counseling because that's when, I mean, when you have, when you wait to everything's a mess to go have counseling, you walk in the door with your dukes up ready to throw yeah. down. <laughs> Right, yeah. so so you're spending months just throwing down. <laughs> then when you finally get to a place where it's like, okay, are you cool? Are you cool? That's not the time to walk away. No, that's not kind of go deep because you can finally have conversations. Yeah, where you'll hear one another because yeah. you're not on the defense. And so Stephanie and I have learned to establish things when things aren't hostile. So that when the hostile moment comes, we've already we've we've laid some ground rules to help us get out of that. Yeah, so good. You know, so good. and so like I'm the kind of person that I get over things quick. So when I offend Stephanie, I'm like cracking jokes two seconds. Hey, I said I was sorry. What like five seconds ago? We should be good now. Stephanie, she needs she has a long runway of getting <laughs> over certain things. And so we've established certain rules that if I go to try to and she's not ready, she'll just say, Hey, I'm not ready yet. And that's her way of telling me, hey, just leave it be. But then she knows, she also knows that now it's on you, babe, to come back to me and say, and her little thing is she goes, okay, I want to be friends now. (laughs) That's what she says. I want to be friends now. And then we're all good after that. But we established those rules when there was no problems. So that when there was a problem... We could now, you know, to say I'm 100%, I'm not 100%. So every once in a while, I'd be like, hey, you're good. And she's like, I need a minute. I'm like, well, you not had 10, all right? Let's get this thing right. You know, and so I haven't been perfect at it, working on my patience and all that. But uh, no, so so hopefully that. So ladies, I just want to encourage you with that. Just encourage, encouragement. And your encouragement will go 100 miles further than your criticism will. Yeah. Just will. Well, I've, I've certainly learned that as Lindsay and I have pressed into um, just trying to communicate better, we've done marriage coaching on our own. We've talked about that several times on the podcast in a time where we didn't, you know, we didn't feel like we needed it. Mm-hmm. But I was at a point where I felt like there was there was more for us available mm-hmm. if, if we just figured it out. But mm-hmm. I guess the question that I have for you is, why is it important in, in the confines when we start talking about spiritual warfare, why is it important for the family to be unified in Christ? Hmm. Well, man, first off, when you marry when you get married, you're no longer you are now one. You're one. So when your wife isn't right, you're not right. When you're not white right, your wife's not right. And why in the midst of us being one. I mean, even Jesus himself, when he was getting ready to go to the Garden of Gethsemane, and then he was about to go on the cross, his last prayer, his last prayer was, Father, I pray they would be one as we are one. Now, he was he was praying for unity. Yeah. That's the last thing he was praying for before he went into the prayer of, you know, not my will, but your will be done in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so there's a power of oneness in and unity in the family, and it's work. Mm. Y'all know that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. unity is 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 work. I also think it's important that we uh, we affirm each other's roles given by God. Meaning meaning her affirming the leadership role, 
but me affirming who my wife is. So, you know, you guys have gone on a journey with the Kingdom Flow podcast, and uh, and we've gone on a, a, a journey as a church, and so many of just being the man God wants us to be, yeah. right? We've got to be careful in being the man that God wants us to be, that we don't put our wife in a place she's not supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? She's We don't lord over our wife. She is our helper. She comes from our rib. She is the one, I mean, the most affirmed, secure, loved, taking care of person on the planet should be our wives, right? And so she comes alongside of us. And let me tell you what I mean. She's our partner. Yeah, She's your partner. Now, at the end of the day, you have to make the call and carry the weight of it, Yeah, right? You carry the weight of the decision that's made. But she is your partner. Nobody wants you to win like her. Nobody wants you to win like her. So I have learned that even when Stephanie criticizes me a little bit, she... she Nobody wants me to win more than her. Because guess what? When I win, she wins. Yeah. If I don't do well, she doesn't do well. So if she tells me, you going out looking like that? <laughs> She's saying, I don't want you to look dumb. I want you to look awesome. I want you to look amazing. And you don't right now. <laughs> okay, that's what she's saying, right? That's, that's what she's saying. So she's on our side. So I think when you just, the, the unity of, of the family is so critical. We all know what it's like when you don't have that unity. Uh, but when you do have that unity, Scripture actually says, God says himself, that he commands a blessing. Mm. So if you don't walk with the blessing over your home, then you want to walk in unity with your family and with your wife in particular. Yeah. And unity doesn't always mean uniformity, right? So we had both had different flows, but, we, but we're unified under the same banner. I, I don't know if that answers your question either, but anyway. Could you explain yeah, that, explain a, little that a little bit? Which part? That, well, it doesn't have to be... What did you say? Uniformity? Yeah, yeah, unity and uniformity is not the same yeah. thing. So, so what's the difference between the two, I guess? I would Webster's say... Webster's version. Yeah, uniformity is we all look the same. Gotcha. We all act the same. Got it, we got all it, have it. the yeah. exact same copy-paste, 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 yeah. copy-paste. You know, Unity is like, okay, listen, we're coming together and we're making the best decision together. And sometimes I make the decision where it's like, okay, this is what we need to do. Most 99% of the time. I would say this, you know, because I don't want anybody to take this too long. Well, I got to make the final decision on everything. The truth is there's maybe five times in my marriage of 25 years that we weren't on the same page. I'm like, but this is just what we got to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, five, maybe five. And so that's not often, you know, but th- she has different ideas, different thoughts. I have different ideas, different thoughts. She has different ways of thinking. I have different ways of thinking. But but unity is coming together and saying, okay, for my daughter, this is the, I, I, lay, I lay aside my pride. I lay aside, she lays aside her pride. It's not about, it's not about who's right. It's about what's right and come up under that banner because submission begins where agreement ends, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we don't agree, but then we submit, okay, wait, wait, wait this, is, this is where, and, and we come together in unity and prayer and say, okay, th- this is the decision uh, we're going to make. Hey, we've made decisions I didn't really like, but it was the right yeah. one to make, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we did. Uh, I've noticed whenever, because Mikhail and I try to do the same thing, we try to be unified, but I, too, when I realized... Oh, I almost dropped my coffee. When, when she's off on something, she's usually right. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, she really. When like when that when that ticker is off and something, hey, I don't feel right about this. Like before we came over to Texas, we were about to start an oil and gas company. Um, I don't even know if y'all knew that, but we were in the mm-hmm. we yeah we were in Tri Coastal Services was the name of the company. Mm-hmm. And she woke up one morning and she was like, 
this ain't right. And I was like, well, we've already signed. I mean, we're, we're going for it, right? And then CBA opened up shortly after. Mm. And, um, you know, she, she brags about it now. She's, I told you I was right, yeah. you know, but, um, <laughs> but I, it is, it's so true. You know, a lot of times when, you know, when there is something off, uh, for me, at least in our family, uh, it's, it's, she's usually, if we're not in agreement, there's usually a reason why yeah. we're not in agreement. Yeah. And it's, she's usually right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something in her spirit that is, you know, either I'm too far in the clouds or I'm too bullheaded and I'm looking forward. And she yeah. is able to look around the corners for me yeah. and see those little areas where, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know if you see that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So when we say unity, like I said, I, I said maybe five times in 25 years yeah. that I was just like, you know, maybe it was really, really plain in scripture. Sure. And so therefore it's just like, look, we just got to do it. Yeah, you know, do it. That's yeah, just yeah. the way it is. Uh, but typically, like, especially now, as we started this church, you know, seven and a half years ago, uh, when we're, if we're not a hundred percent on the same page, we wait. Yeah, we wait. That's we good. Wait. Yeah. We wait and we just wait. And, uh, typically we'll either get a hundred percent each yeah. or we'll abandon it. Yeah. Typically. So get backtrack it a little bit. We kind of jumped right in. Yeah. So, we, I don't know if all the listeners, I mean, we talk about Pastor Jason from time to time, but you, you know, seven and a half years of the church. Can you give a little bit of context of oh, all the hustle and bustle that is going on yeah. at Church of the King? And yeah. for the listeners that don't know what that is, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we're, you yeah. know, what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I, I probably should, I'll take a, I'll do a drive by yeah, real quick. Drive by. So from Metairie, Louisiana. Uh, so born and raised in New Orleans region, uh, was, Raised in Covington, Louisiana, same place Ian. That's why we knew each other growing up. Yep. Uh, was a youth pastor. Got got radically saved as a young kid. Grew up in the, the whole church scene, youth group, all that. Loved it. Loved it all, man. Some people complain about it. I mean, I loved every second of it. So, my youth group was passionate on fire for God. I had a youth pastor that would do anything to win people to Jesus. It was awesome. So, knew at 15 years old, knew I had a call to go into ministry, and so. I started running that path from that moment on at 15, became a youth pastor at 20, I got married at 22, was a youth pastor for 20 years in that New Orleans region, uh, and then at right at 38, 39, started feeling that God had something else for us, and I brought it to my pastors. He, he blessed it, and me and my wife and four kids uh, later moved to Katy, Texas, um, eight and a half, about, uh, it'll be nine years ago Jeez. coming up in July. And, uh, cause we'll be eight years old yeah. in January <laughs> as a church. So moved here, didn't know a soul, uh, parachuted in, like they said, had about 65 people move with us. That's, that's kids included from Louisiana and all those areas to start the church. And so we started, uh, church of the King here in Katy, Texas, uh, seven and a half years ago. And man, we just, it's been a wild ride, man. It's been a fun ride. We just came here just wanting to reach people far away from God. We've done a lot of that. And um, and so we've seen it grow. And and we it started, it was a slow, steady grow for the first few years. First three years, we were in a junior high cafetorium. That fourth year, we were building a building. And during that time, COVID hit. So we're building the building, hoping someone's going to come to it after we actually <laughs> are finished with it. In 2020 and all that craziness, and we moved into the building, and it has just exploded. And so now we're looking for another place, uh, which Kyle is going to find for us really soon, hopefully. <laughs> He's trying. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. I found a lot of sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of places. There's just, just a lot. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's, and it's so, a price uh, of land these days. And here we are. But I will say this. From day one, uh, I, 
I, I, we started the church and four months into it, uh, I was like, we got to build the men. So I started a men's small group then and hadn't, I've ever, never not had a men's group since. So, yeah. so you mentioned, I want you to dive in on this a little bit. So we both went to the same church, Church of the King in Katie or in um, Covington, Louisiana or Mandeville, not associated with this church over right. here. Right. Um, but Pastor Steve went through the crisis in 08, yep. building this church. Yep. Right. He um, went through a burnout. Yeah. Yeah. You went, you, you, you went building a church, largest pandemic in the world mm -hmm. hits. Yes. Right. Yep. Chaos, I mean, chaos is breaking out. I mean, we forget mm -hmm. it's only been a couple of years ago that this, I right. mean, just craziness happened. Mm -hmm. um, how'd you get through that? What, what did, so we have, I know we've, we've gotten emails and texts from different people. Mm -hmm. Some people's lives, they're going, they're going through chaos right now. Mm -hmm. They feel like whatever their situation is, right? It's, it's their COVID in their life right now. Right, right. Right. So you guys, you know, new church, on the scene, COVID hits, all hell's breaking loose. Mm -hmm. What what do you how do you speak to those guys that their their COVID, whatever that moment is in their life right now, right? Mm -hmm. How'd you get through it? What did what did you do? I know you're a pastor, but you're a human yeah. being too, sure. right? Sure. Um what did you what did y'all do? How what did y'all lean? How did y'all do it? Well I'll tell you this. In that moment in that moment, you find out you find out what you really believe. Hmm. You find out. You find out what you what's really in there, what's really deep down in that whole heart, what's really deep down in that soul. Um, that the the beginning of 2020, I felt God gave me just kind of a little word for the year. And with 2020, you know, obviously it's a play on a words, perfect vision. But I felt like the Lord just simply, and I wrote it in my journal, and I've shared it with the church and you guys that you're going to see things for what they really are in mm. 2020. Now this was in November of 2019, mm -hmm. and so so I did a whole series 2020 vision, you know, at the beginning, and so then pandemic hits, you know, we all walked through the same set of what we thought, we all, all the craziness that was happening, but over and over in those moments, whenever it was, we're building a. $5.5 million building, and we don't know if anybody's coming back. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, right. Yeah. We had about 450 people in our, at our junior high cafetorium. We started recording at a Baptist church on Saturday nights and so we could play something on Sunday morning. So there was something. We'd have 80 to 100 people show up at that. And actually, we had one family who actually signed on the loan with us because they, we were so young, the church, the, the bank would not give us a loan unless I put personally everything I had down on it. And then three other people in our church put their personal Guarantees, you know, yeah. things down as well. One of them actually freaked out after one of the Saturday night <laughs> services. And it was like, I'm going to have to sell my house. We were building, we were going to build a pool. We can't do that now. They were oh, freaking man. out. And I was literally just like, hey, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. And, and in these moments, I say, what, do you, what did you do? Is this, you find out what you believe. You really do. And in those moments, I reminded God that this was his idea. Mm. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, mm, I got chills. I reminded us that I just said, Lord, this was your idea, not mine. Mm -hmm. So, so why does that matter? Because most people, you're fully carrying the weight of your own life, 
in your own hands. Now, there's a good responsibility to that. Yeah. But when you know, when you make a shift in your mind and in your heart that, Ian, Kyle, this isn't your story. Yeah. This is God's story. Yeah. And you're part of it. Then the weight of your life is in God's hands, mm. not mine. Now, I just have to be faithful with what he's told me to do. But it says in his word that he's going to build his church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. And so when all this is going on, I said, well, Lord, this is your idea. This is your church. And you know what? We're moving in that building. I don't care if we move into this building and two weeks later, they, the bank takes it back. And I'm like, well, praise God. I have no place to live because they took everything I own. And we had two great services in here. I didn't care because he told me to build it. So I'm going to build it. And so I'll say this, and I'm glad we talked about marriage at the very beginning. Yeah. There's two places I drew my strength. I drew it from the Lord. I really did. I woke up some mornings feeling anxious, heavy. Yeah. feeling heavy. And I would just say, Lord, this is yours. This is your idea. But I found my strength in that, and I found my strength in my marriage. Because mm. I had a wife that, that would remind me, this is the Lord's. You know it's the Lord's, Jason. You know mm. it's the Lord's. You know? And so, and I thought this, if God's cool with me, and my wife's cool with me, come with me. We'll figure yeah. it out. So, yeah. and so there was just a steadiness in that. And so, and to be honest with you, I never, I never thought it would fail. Mm. I never thought it would fail because I knew God told us to do it. To see success in the kingdom of God is God said go and I said yes. Now I'm successful in the kingdom of God. God told y'all to do this yeah. and you said yes. However many watch, don't watch, that's irrelevant. You said yes. Mm -hmm. And now, but now here's the cool part. Now you just get to sit back and watch what God does with it, you know? Yeah. And so I often say this, when you, people say, hey, did you expect all this, Jason? Did you expect this growth? Did you expect this? Like, I don't wanna sound arrogant when I say this, because that's not where it comes from heart, but I said yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. God would not have told us to do it if he wasn't planning on doing something really cool with it, right? Mm -hmm. So I say it this way, I'm not surprised, but I'm still in awe. Yeah. I'm still on. Yeah. There's well, something to say too, though, and I know you know this, and I know you've heard this, but there's been a lot of pastors that have done similar things to this, but it's fallen apart. Mm -hmm. You have just, you know, you have done such a good job of protecting you, your wife, and the. It's just you. You're able to do what you're able to do because of who you surrounded yourself with, um, protected the church, protected. Um, you know, you haven't done anything goofy and stupid, right? And it, and so it's it's just um, it's really cool to see um, God's hand and blessing on your life because of your faithfulness to Him, to your wife, to the church, to the community, to all of that. And that's why yeah. I really think it's continuing to grow and be not just grow because a lot of a lot of flash in the pans happen, yeah, but healthy, yeah. But the the the, the people in the church. There's, I mean, there's stories that can be told a thousand times over. Just the health that is coming, that is being birthed from this house is just well, a wild. I want to I wanna just echo that because you guys came into my city. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> yes, we did. I grew up here, seen a lot of churches mm -hmm. uh, die in the schools. Mm -hmm. And just because we live in a district that is so welcoming to allow anybody to start a church. Right. Frankly, literally anybody. Anybody. You don't have to, you if know. If you're listening you, right now, you, you can come start you, one. So, Shady. If you want to start a church, 
Come to Katie. Just move here. Guess what? You might get 100 people there because of what you said, because of the amount of growth that we yeah. see in this area. Right. Sure. So by default, because you plan a church and we're in the Bible Belt, people are going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what is different is the life hmm. that is in our church hmm. that couldn't be created without the atmosphere that you cultivate yeah. because of your heart and your wife's heart oh, wow. and the obedience behind that. And, and I've said this phrase to you before. The city of Katy didn't know we needed a church like this until you guys wow. came along. Wow. And and that is what has just put fuel in my fire to really just be um, passionate, be be all in and just just be wow. pursuing this and and, and want to run it with you because wow. yeah. it's like a campfire effect. Like mm-hmm. I want to be close to the campfire. I want to stay warm. I want to, yeah. I want the Holy spirit. If somebody else is, I'm going to mm-hmm. do everything I can within my soul mm-hmm. to cultivate that environment too. But if somebody else is, I want to, I want to bring our flames mm-hmm. together and create this massive fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I honor you with that. Sir. Wow. Well, I thank y'all. I mean, whew, what a great compliment from, from both of you guys. And, you know, when you hear, when I hear things like that, it's, it's sobering. It's, it's humbling because all I've ever wanted to do is be faithful to the Lord. All I've ever wanted to do is, is have clean hands and a pure heart. All I've ever wanted to do is I've, I've had a burning desire in me since a teenage, my teenage years. And I think my youth pastors helped put this in me. By the way, youth pastors are important, you know, um, but like, you know, I want God to be able to do anything through me. I want, I, I don't, I want God to be able to say, I can give Jason any of this and I can trust him because he won't make it about himself. He won't um, get entitled and think he deserves all this stuff, but he won't shrink back from it either. Yeah. So there's a tension between the two, mm. right? And so he'll walk in confidence with it and know that my hand's with him, but he'll know where it comes from, really, yeah. at the end of the day. And so, um, man, thank y'all for that. I really do. I just want to be faithful to God, and uh, that's it, man. I just want to be faithful to the yeah. Lord. That's it. And so... Well, I want to I wanna transition a little bit. You sure. mentioned you were a youth pastor. You just brought it up again, how youths are important. And I actually heard this just this week coming in, knowing that we were on the schedule from, um, I follow Lisa Bevere mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, and she, uh, what she was speaking about caught my attention. She said there's this church in Singapore where, you know, the pastor's, you know, probably your age, you know, mid-40s, maybe. Sharp, um, good-looking. Very, very good-looking. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just, just making sure. But... Um, <laughs> But she was explaining this, and and she said, "But the average age of the church is twenty two, wow. and it's a it's it's arguably a mega church." Wow! And so it, she was spending time with these these uh, the leaders of the church and the pastor, and was wondering why. How can this be? How can mm-hmm. and, and it's it, it it's like a continuous cycle too. Wow. It's not just like the average age of the church now. It's been this way for oh, wow. years. Hmm. And and she said something that um, what he told her was they they look at the youth as we're building our army, Hmm. that we're extending our army down into the youth, Hmm. whereas most people are looking at youths are just going to replace me. Oh, wow. And I know you're passionate about the youth. I know we could get you going on this. Yeah, you really could. (laughs) But but 
you know, we talked about the wives. Now, you know, a lot mm. of people listening have kids. Mm -hmm. um, but how important is it to not just be pouring into your own kids and setting mm -hmm. the standard, but even like paying attention to their friends and, and encouraging them to bring them around and just just really like create this yeah. this uh, this environment where it, and I've seen this firsthand, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we've talked yeah. about Kennedy. Oh yeah, and how you know there's something going on at her school yes, where there there's is. a wave of people coming She's over. She's the world group. changer, man. I'm proud of her. But, um, I am too, and mm. she wants to be on this podcast, but you won't let her. <laughs> of course, but, she no, does. I'm I'll, just I'll let her. Just, we have the best conversation that she wants to have this podcast. Right? <laughs> I'm just teasing. It's, it's it's she will have an opportunity this summer. She's mm -hmm. awesome. But um, what do you think about all that? Like oh, your man. your perspective on use and how? What's the average age of our church? Oh gosh, I'd probably Ballparker, say yeah. 35. It's got to be fairly young. 35, 32 to 35. It's got to be young, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's something like young. that. Lot, I mean, teenage kids everywhere. Yeah, I know that. You yeah, know, yeah. Teen, teenagers everywhere. Wow. Well, you know, my first thing goes to scripture that says, you know, um, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, or despise you because you're young. When Paul was 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 imploring Timothy, but man, uh, I just love teenagers, man. I love teenagers and college students. They just. There's something just powerful. Every revival that you've ever seen in history was in the. It started yeah. in young people. Most recent one was at Asbury. Yeah, Asbury. Everyone. Yeah. It always started with that. And I'll tell you why. Because the world hadn't told them they can't. They, they're not supposed to do it yet. There's no fear. They have enough. They have. They're. They're old enough that they have power. Mm -hmm. Right. They have power. They have a say. They matter. But they're not too old that the world hadn't told them they can't do it yet. Enough. And so they're right in that age that is such a great age for God to use. And when the older generation gets intimidated by them because they don't want them to replace them, yeah. they don't want, then they, they relinquish their role in their lives. Because the thing about young people, they love fathers and mothers. They love being fathered. Mm -hmm. They love it when someone speaks life into them. And so here I'm 47 years old, man, but I, I stroll up in youth and they love me. They, they're not scared to set up appointments to meet with me. <laughs> That's you know? so awesome. And I love it. And I love it. And part of it is because, you know what, they want father and they want someone to believe in them. They want someone to say, go for it. And all this generation going to hell in a handbasket kind of stuff, guys, I don't believe it, man. I don't believe it. And it's not just us. I know student ministries all over that are just, they're growing like crazy. Yeah. And kids that are on fire for God. You know why? Because they've watched the prosperity of our country and they've watched where it's gotten us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're we've so prosperous, we fight and argue about the stupidest things. And we fight and argue. We're we're fighting on the fringes of things where it's 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 insane. But they're they're realizing prosperity gets you here. Yeah. I, I mean that's cool, and I like like the world's understanding of prosperity. But I hope there's more to life than this. I hope there's something bigger, something that transcends all of this. We're actually seeing it all across. I have pastor friends all over. Their churches are growing like crazy because COVID was the great ex exposer of all things. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, COVID will look back, and all that was awful in many in, in 
it took people's lives. It took yeah. people that we know's lives, people that we know's family, aunts and uncles' lives. It's terrible. But there's a great exposing that happened that it shook the foundation because here's the deal. People often, I'm, I'm getting off on the table. No, 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 no go, 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 go. People want to pray for revival. And I've often said, how do you get revival? People got to fall to their knees to cry out to God. And you know what will bring our country to its knees? Take the money away. Hmm. Because we find so much security in our money because our money gives us options. Nothing wrong with money. Y'all know I, I, what I believe about that. Yeah. It's like a problem with money having you. No no problem with money at all. You yeah. know, the, the question is when God taps on your shoulder and asks for it, what you gonna do, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the ultimate thing. And we have a whole generation that's saying, listen, that's good and everything. And, and I hope to accomplish great things, but I want something bigger than all of that. And so when you have a church, when you have a generation of people that will blow in those sales, and not despise them, and not wait till they get a job making good money, and they can tithe. Now I'll now I'll take them serious. Yeah. No, no, you take them yeah. serious right where they are right now. That's right. And because uh, here the energy and the excitement and the passion of the church comes from the teenagers, comes from the students. When you got a fiery, if you have a fiery youth group, you'll have a fiery church. Yeah. You will. You know, and for you guys that don't know, my daughter runs the youth group, and she's basically female version of me. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know she, what? We need to get her on. the We podcast. need to get on the pot. We got done. Listen, we are looking for more female. Yeah, we, we know this is fifty-fifty. We're fifty-fifty. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. That's awesome. Yeah, ladies, speak life into your husband. Then six percent of you. Let's go back to that. <laughs> Let's go back to that. <laughs> oh man, no, no. So I'm a big believer. I've always been a big believer. Every generation, I, I believe in every generation. Every generation has its role and its part. And there's never a part that there's a generation that okay, they're obsolete. We're just waiting for them to die off. Every generation has an assignment from heaven from God, that if they lean into that, then their life will have meaning way outside of themselves. And so that's what I want. I want to leave, the greatest thing that I'm going to leave on this earth will probably be the people that I've poured my life into. Not the buildings I built, but I hope, first off, my four kids, I hope the greatest gift I possibly gave to this planet was those four kids coming up behind me. And, uh, And then after that, all my spiritual kids. Yeah, my spiritual sons and daughters and brothers and sisters and all that. And uh, man, this, this it's just so much bigger than this life, y'all. We're living for something so much bigger than this world. When y'all say kingdom flow, it's kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it is on earth. So that's what we're, we're ushering into this earth. But ultimately, it's so that we can celebrate it for eternity in heaven right. one day. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're about, man. That's what I'm about. So good. Do we have more time? Yeah. Okay, good. I just, how do we, so you... I feel like every question y'all have answered, I've not answered. No. I, this has been great. Asked, I'm you, like, you, 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 pit, you press a passion button, I just start running this on is, something. This, this is, is a, great. This is flow. There's no right like, or wrong did here. Did I actually answer the question? No, no, that's this a great is, question. This, this, this is, is the flow, flow. test. This is the flow, is the flow, flow. test. By the way, I love that word flow. Yeah. I think in flow more than anything else. Good, sorry. No, you're good. Um, so... I just felt in my spirit, you're talking about this, this young generation, the passion that they, the world hasn't told them no yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about the majority of our audience that the world has beat them down and told them no. Mm-hmm. How do we get, even for like, I still think I'm, I'm an adult, but I still think I still carry some of that passion that I had at 16, 17, 18 years old, right? I still feel like I've held on to some of that, mm-hmm. um, because I've tried to protect that. Amen. Um, 
how do how do you how do we revive that back in our souls? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we question. get that? How do we get that youth like um, seeing the world, seeing the Lord, seeing His goodness again, like Kennedy does at twelve years old? That looks at her school and says, "All of y'all can come to Christ." Yeah, yeah. Why? Because the Bible says it, and That's I'm going right. to do it yeah. right. That's so, right. how does a a thirty eight year old middle aged man with three kids? Mm-hmm. How does he get that again? No, oh, so good. Such a good question. Couple things. Okay, first. When I became a senior pastor, so I'm a youth pastor 20 years, I become a senior pastor seven years ago. One of the first things I noticed is like when, when, when I would work with young people, I would often say, you have so many dreams. Now let me see you work. Mm. Like you need to work now. I don't care about your ideas <laughs> and your dreams upon dreams. Now go do it, you know, go make it happen. Go, go, go roll up sleeves kind of thing. When I've gotten older, the older generation, like what you're mentioning, yeah. I see them work hard, man. I see them responsible. I see them disciplined. And then I had to flip it and say, well, where, what are you dreaming? Hmm. What wow. are you dreaming? Like, like in the last days, the Holy Spirit's going to come and mm. the old men will dream Dream dreams. dreams. Mm. You quit dreaming. You quit dreaming somewhere so around there. It's like no, you're you're not too old to dream. You're in the zone to be dreaming. You know, you should be the biggest dreamer. You outdream those young people, mm. right? And so maybe you've gotten stuck. And and I'll tell you what has happened. You've gotten on the treadmill of life, and you've been trying to pay the bills, and you've been trying to raise the kids, and you've been trying to have a good marriage, and trying to be a good person and you're trying, you're trying, and so you're trying to catch up with so many things and try to keep juggling so many hats, all that, that you've not stepped back and just began to dream again. Now, everybody has a different story. So how does someone begin to dream again? Well, first you go to the dream giver. God's the dream giver. And you say, God, I know you got something so much more for me than this God. Will you begin, ask him, give me dreams, begin to give me visions, begin to show me some of those things. Uh, for someone like I'll, I'll use you for instance, Ian, uh, that you know, as you grow, you said you've held on to that wonder. I've held on to that wonder, and I'll tell you one of the ways I've held on to the wonder is I re- I remember. Mm. I, I I bring myself back and remember. So good. You know, I mean, all throughout the Old Testament, what you see the the children, what Stones God's remembering constantly. Remember. Yeah, they're doing all these f- festivals. Why? Remember, mm-hmm. remember. And so you mentioned something about pastors who, you know, it, it, it didn't work out, or maybe I think I think when pastors get in trouble is when they quit remembering. Mm. Remember what I was when I was 15. Remember when I didn't have anything. Mm. As soon as I get to a place where now I'm entitled and I deserve something, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I'm in trouble. It's like, no, 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 no. I remember, I remember going to Lake Ramsey, Louisiana. Come on, somebody. <laughs> None of y'all know where that is. <laughs> All right. And so live in the middle of nowhere kind of deal. But I would say this, if you grew up, remember. Every once in a while, I throw on one, I throw on an old worship song that was mm. popular back in, you know, the, when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> kind of stuff. But remember, it, it remembers a time when I was in my youth group and I went to a youth camp and blah, 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 whatever it may be. I remember those things. But maybe yours is more recent and you've been in the rat race and you've given your heart to Christ and you're like, man, this is awesome, but I just... Man, just ask the Lord to help you dream again. And you know what? Here's the other thing that'll help you. Get around some young people. Yeah. yeah. Go serve in the youth group at your church. 
Go help out. People who want to complain about this generation, this generation, I got an idea. How about you start a small group for for that generation? Instead of complaining about it, why don't you get up in there and find out what's going on in their hearts and their lives? Do something like that. Let me tell you what will happen. You'll become a father to those people, and they'll throw so many dreams out, you'll be lit on fire for the future that's coming around. So get in the game is what I would say. But I would say go to God. Ask him to start giving you some dreams again. Get around some young people fired up for Jesus. My son, we were talking about my son earlier. My son's on fire for God, right? I mean, he's just captured by God. Walked through a long road, but man, he is on fire for Jesus. And now we hang out, and he challenges me. I'm like, wait a second, I raised you. You know what I'm saying? I raised you. But he just started dreaming, I'm going to do this. And, and, and you know, Dad, mm. yeah, Dad I, I, I didn't want to tell Mama this. He's totally shocking to see yeah, this on the podcast yeah. now. I don't want to tell Mama this, but I think the Lord's going to send me on a third world country. I might lose my life preaching the gospel for Jesus, but I don't care. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, that's right. That's so That's good. my boy, mm. you know? But I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And so there's something about that, just dreaming. And uh, and so, man, if you're out there and you're struggling, just dreaming. Go to the Lord. Say, God, help, help me to dream again. Get around some young people who are fired up. I, I know they may not know how, oh, don't let, don't let that get in your head. Oh, they don't know yet. Well, once they get into the real world, that no, reject those thoughts and say, you know what? I hope everything you dream and God does for you. I hope he does it. Why? Because our world needs it and needs you to do that. I hope, I want the junior high to get saved. Why? They need to get saved. Yeah. Why not? Go for it. You know? Often say, well, what if we try and it doesn't work out? What if you try and it does? Yeah. That's my heart. Well, there's the, there's, you just uh, struck something that I remembered. Um, I don't know the statistic behind it, but I've read this where more people coming out of college, they don't want to go work corporately. They want to start a business. They mm-hmm. want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. They want to do this. And that that plays right into what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. I think the older generation is just, oh, these guys don't want to work. They don't want to do anything. Well, that's not true. If you look mm-hmm. at the largest companies in the world and some of the richest dudes in the world, mm-hmm. they're old now, but they started right. or, you know, in this adolescent age mm-hmm. and everything else and, mm-hmm. and through that. But you know, a question that I have too, coming from that and kind of tying in what you were hearing during COVID mm-hmm. is, um, I know that there's people probably listening to this podcast that feel like they don't hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I used to be one of those. Yeah. And there's still times where I feel like maybe, maybe I didn't hear him that day or, and that may be a couple, couple days, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. What would you, what would you say to encourage somebody that, Maybe they're just, maybe they're new Christian. Like, yeah. how do they test this? Yeah. How do they, you know, you talk about, I, I heard this from God that we yeah. got to build this church. Well, yeah. how do I even know what God's voice sounds like? Yeah. How would yeah. you answer that? Yeah. Well, I will say this first, if somebody's listening, they're struggling with that. If they were sitting in front of me right now, I would just, I'd tell them first, I'd be like, man, listen, Hey, you're in, you're in the game, man. You're in the game. Like, like I, I don't want them to feel, because I never want to come across like I'm so far down the road that it looks like nobody, oh, 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 I'm so mature, I'm so this. And it, then what ends up in, ends up happening is you want to inspire people, but you don't want to inspire where it's so unattainable that they give up, right? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I would say, it, man, you, I'm talking 47 years of cultivating this, right? Of cultivating, learning to hear from God. And it started off with just like the Bible, okay? So you, you can you can go to the bank with it. If 
It's in the Bible. That's God's word, okay? He's saying it. So, okay, first thing to do is, let me just start reading the Bible a little bit. This is God talking to me, okay? It's not a manuscript or, te- or a textbook. God's trying to talk to me. Let me hear from that. But then then slowly start to build in, in your time of prayer. Take times where you would pray a few things. And then this is, this is, a, this is a work hard at quiet, being quiet and seeing if you feel like an impression, you feel something. Mm-hmm. You like, I, I would give just giving baby steps, giving steps towards it. You know, like, do I feel? You pray for a few things and just kind of sit there and just see if like this thought starts to rise to the top. You know, and and in many times, that's that could be the Lord speaking to you. Then you take that, and I'm a big believer of you know small groups and getting in with get in a group of people and tell them about it. Because I could tell Ian, and then Ian could 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 gently, if it's really probably not a thought, like, I, you know, I was just sitting there and this thought just, I, and the Lord just spoke to me, you know, that God helps those who help himself. Okay, there's nowhere in the Bible it says that, okay? But then you can gently take and say, man, that's good, that's good. Because he's trying, you know? Yeah. You don't want anybody to feel stupid. And you're like, okay, start, and then you can start directing to it. So I would say, one, reading the Bible. Two, Pray, but then try to quiet yourself, which is hard by itself right there. And then if there's an impre- if there's a thought that starts to well up to the top, share it with somebody who you feel trustworthy with. And, and that'll begin the process of you starting to hear God. Now, after years and years of doing stuff like that, and years of doing stuff like that, you grow more confident. Yeah. And like, okay, the, I know this is the Lord speaking, or... You know, and but I'll say this: even when I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know this is the Lord. I usually still submit it to men mm-hmm. around me, because I don't want to be the one fool who's convinced I hear from God and and I'm off. You know, yeah. so I got to yeah. tell a funny story on on hearing of the Lord real quick. So, <laughs> is this? Did we already hear this story? No, is I don't this know. The, <laughs> This Which one? The lottery is this one, a huh? lottery? No, story? no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. That was a great one, but no, that's not. No, no. It so, was a great one. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to teach my kids how to hear from the Lord. Okay. Okay. And so I have my my seven, five, and two year old, and we're sitting there and we're praying and we're going, okay, now we're good. Like you're saying, literally, we're going to quiet ourselves and we're going to whatever comes to mind, we're going to, you know, we're going to what is what submit it to see what it is, right? And so. We're just sitting there, and we're just 30 seconds in, real quiet. And I look at Luke, my two-year-old, and he shrugs his shoulders, nothing. Okay? And then I look at Mackenzie, and she's doing rolls, right? So she's five. She's she's out of it completely. And then I look at Caleb, who's seven, who's pretty serious right now, right? So he's sitting there like this. I said, Caleb, is, is the Lord saying anything to you? He said, yeah, Dad. I said, really? So I'm, I'm like, okay, well, yes, Lord's, the Lord's. He goes, kill the cow. <laughs> and I said, that. My wife and I look at each other, and I said, what? He goes, kill the cow. And I'm like, no, that's not. Is there some sacred cow in your life No, no, no. I don't know what. (laughs) Kill the cow, Bubba. And he's like, yeah, kill the cow. And I said, okay, we're going to work on this a little bit more. So, But he submitted it, and we were able to. uh, But anyway, it was just a funny story of, you know. Maybe he saw that a cow was being sacrificed for God's kingdom. I don't know. I didn't look too into it. I just looked at it as a... It was just really funny. Those so. things, but hey, journal those things. Oh yeah, journal yeah. those things because they're so fun later. Yeah. One time, Trent, I got to say this real quick. It's Trent, Trent, man. He was uh, young. I think he was probably maybe eight or nine years old, and he was listening to the worship deal. And man, he really felt like the Lord said, 
it gave him a real revelation that people are going to go to hell if we don't mm. tell them. I mean, it was a real thing, which was funny, you know, because now that's come back yeah. now, mm. you know, to him. And so one day, he, mm, so he so came, he came in the room and he's like, dad, dad, like people are going to hell. I said, yes, I don't know. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. He goes like, this is serious. I said, I know. He goes, Mia's going to hell and I got to go tell her right now. His older <laughs> sister. His older sister. <laughs> I said, oh, I, son, I got that cup. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah, it. Don't worry. Worry. I got that one. <laughs> that is that so is funny. God's pizza is. But no, man. Hey, so anyway, hey, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I really yeah. do. Um, and hopefully this is a blessing to some of you guys there. For all you families that are out there, man, um, I would say, man, lock into a local church. That's really, really important. Get connected. Men, get connected to other men because you need to be connected to other men because only a man can raise a man, Yeah. right? And so we, you do that, and, and uh, young people, believe in them. Ladies, come alongside, and, uh, and we'll come unified, and God will command a blessing, and we'll bring the kingdom come in yeah. this earth, man. PJ, where can they where can they follow you? Um, Instagram, Facebook, and then where is the church? Can you give the address of the yes, church too? Yes, we're in Katy, Texas, fifteen oh seven Katy Fluellen Road. If you come to church, you must come to the eight o'clock service <laughs> because we don't. We'll put you on top of the roof if you come to any of the other services. So, uh, no, uh, we're there. We'd love to have you guys here. We have three services: eight, nine thirty, and eleven fifteen on Sunday morning. If you have teenagers in the area, you want them to come to the movement on Wednesday nights at 6.30. It's incredible what God's doing here. Um, P. Jason Robinson, I believe, is my uh, Instagram. I go in and out of being active on it. You know, Sometimes I'm active, other times I get tired of it, and so I don't do it. So yeah. I'm not the best steward of all that. <laughs> but you can follow me on that if you want to. Um, Church of the Kings, what you want to follow, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's yeah. It. I would, I would just add, if anybody has youth age kids, it's unbelievable, and they need to go in their local. Mm-hmm. Yes, come to the come to the Wednesday night service. It is, yes. it is a packed house. Yes, it's how many teenagers? An incredible now? movement. Oh, 300 something. You know, three hundred something. I mean, it's that's unheard of. Yeah, it's unheard it's, of anymore. It's uh, it's powerful, but man, it's it's powerful. I mean, yeah. it's not. There's fruit. Not, it's not just fun. Yeah. And all, I mean, like it's powerful. Yeah. So uh, I'm real proud, proud of that team. Well, would you uh, close us in prayer, Pastor? I, it would be my pleasure to do that. Yes, Father, sir. I just come right now, and uh, and I thank you for everybody listening. And I just can't get out of my spirit and my heart right now, gentlemen, that there is that 30-something-year-old guy, young 40-year-old guy, and he's listening to this, and you're inspired by it, and you're even... Um, you're, it's... It's 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 kind of getting in you, but but there's like a shame that's trying to jump on you, mm-hmm. and there's something that's that as much as you're believing, like it, as soon as you give yourself a second to believe that you can become a, that that leader of the home, that kingdom flow man, like the shame, something's jumping on you that's reminding you, nah, you, you just can't, you don't have it in you. Um, it's not in your personality type. You're, you didn't have that modeling. There's, there's something that, that is holding you back. And I want you, 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 sir, you, not anybody else, you, the Holy Spirit right now, he's coming and he's putting a spirit of boldness on you. Mm-hmm. There's a spirit of courage that's coming upon you right now. There's a spirit of power and might yeah. that is coming upon you right now that you've had a heart for God, but he's given you a backbone for him right now as well. Mm. 
that you're going to rise up and that you have everything that he has that, that you need, that there's a fresh anointing that is coming upon you even right now to be able to move in power and leadership in your home. Sir, do not shrink back. Mm. Take a step towards it. And each step of faith you take, you're going to feel the power of God in that moment. Yes. And so, Father, I pray a blessing over each person yes, that's listening God. to this right now, over all the ladies that are listening, God, yes. that maybe it, maybe it's it's not natural for them to be super encouraging. I pray a spirit of encouragement upon them right now, God. Father, I pray they would speak into their husband, God, because yes. calling them out isn't going to work, but encouraging and loving them out will. Yeah, and so, yes. Father, I pray, God, you would just be with them. You'd bless us as we go, Father, and you would help us to do what, what this whole podcast is about, the kingdom flow, God, that we would walk in the kingdom so yes. that we could bring the kingdom yes. so that your kingdom yes, will, as it is in heaven, will be on this earth. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks for listening. We hope that you feel encouraged by today's episode. Help us reach the masses by leaving a review and subscribing to the show. We'll see you next time. 